This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, August 5th, 2012. Toy Box Teachings, Legos. All I ever needed to know I learned in kindergarten. That's what uh, Robert Fulgham told us in his book by that same title a few years ago. And um, we think Robert maybe got it about half right. We think it was between kindergarten and Sunday school. We learned all we ever needed to know, perhaps. Our, our challenge is sometimes, though, we forget some of those basic principles. And when we do, though, all we need to do is go back into the toy box. That's what we're going to do today and the rest of August as we look at some toy box teachings here at Connection. Good morning, Connection Church. It is great to be with you today. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy, for the way that you've brought us here, and it's no accident that each one of us is here today. It's your divine plan. So now open us up, Lord. Help us set aside uh, that which happens at noon and just help us focus on you, on your word found in Scripture. We pray that we're all changed and transformed by your love. We pray this in your name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Toy Box teaching reminders of biblical principles that we find right there in the toy box, right there in the things we played with as kids or maybe some things we still play with. Today, our, our focus on something that dates back to 1932, created in a carpentry shop in Billund, Denmark by old Kirk Christensen. He created these toys along with uh, stepladders and ironing boards. And the name of this little wooden toy was derived from two Danish words, the words leg, L-E-G, and got, G-O-D-T. Took those together, that means play well, and became the word Lego. Lego was what he called them. Fortunately for Christensen, and this is going to sound a little weird, fortunately for him and us, his factory burned down in 1942. And you say, well, that's weird, Alan. Why is that fortunate? Well, because when he rebuilt, he decided no longer to make these toys out of wood, but decided to use plastic injection molding to create the Lego toys. And so in 1949, he introduced the automatic binding brick. Yeah, I mean... Carrie likes that one a lot. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Come on, kids, let's play with automatic binding bricks. That just doesn't have quite the ring as, let's play with Legos. Here at Connection, we'd call it the ABB. He he introduced those ABBs to Europe in uh, 1949 uh, with some moderate success, but... Everything changed in 1961 when he brought Lego bricks to the U.S. of A, to North America, and they became an immediate hit. And the rest, as they say, is, well, history. It's been estimated that 235 billion uh, Lego parts have been manufactured since that first automated binding brick in 1949. Today... Lego is worldwide. They employ like 5,000 people, and they produce 33,000 bricks a minute or 16 billion bricks a year. That's that's a lot of Legos, isn't it? Yeah. So you're here, and you're saying, what does this, how does this connect? 
What's the connection between Lego bricks and a Christ-centered, biblically-focused life? Well, we're going to share that with you. First of all, we want to make sure that everybody has a Lego brick. If you don't have a Lego brick, you know, just kind of put your hand up and our uh, Fawn and Dave will come up and um, Dan, make sure everybody, there's some up there. Megan, welcome home. Our daughter's here <laughs> from Texas. Woohoo! Um, and so uh, we just need to make sure you have Lego bricks. Great. All right. Well, in both cases, these Lego bricks, it's all about building. It's all about building. It's about connecting. It's about relating. It's a relationship that connects. Like if you're using Lego bricks, uh, one Lego brick connects to the next. It's relationships that connects us that binds us, that brings us together. It's a relationship that connects us one to another, but it's also a relationship that connects us with Jesus and the life that he offers. Now, these Lego bricks are designed to interlock with one another, and that is true for us as well. We are designed to interlock with one another. It's all throughout the scriptures. It's all throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament that makes up the Bible. We read all about community in the word of God. Caring, sharing, and daring to be together one with another, to care for one another, to care for our neighbor. It's about interlocking with the one who came to save us. You know, when you're... um Building with Legos, there's some very important basics to remember, and these carry over to a life in Christ as well. One of these basics is that we always build on a solid, firm foundation. Otherwise, whatever you're building is going to fall apart. Uh, uh, Lego is so important for them, they have something called the building plate or a base of construction. Over on this table, this table we have those at the base. One's green, one's blue. The color isn't the important thing. What's important is that they're crucial uh, to having a solid base when you go to build something, a solid foundation. Jesus talks about this in the New Testament, the second half of the Bible, and it's found in the book of Matthew. Now, when you turn to Matthew, there's a, it's all really important, but the words of Jesus, uh, he shares with a sermon on the mount. It's uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7. We'd like to share in chapter 7 a part that Jesus talks about building on a firm foundation. If you have your Bibles, Matthew 7, we're picking it up at verse 24. The words are also on the screen. Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Yes. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house say the rest, and it fell with a great crash. Oh, 
what true words. We Several years ago, we went down to the beach after, um, I think it was the edge of a hurricane. It was a very, very bad storm. We went to Bethany, in fact. And what we saw a couple places was like a, must have been about a four-inch white pipe coming out of the ground and just into, along the beach, out to nothing. And it was nothing because what had been attached to that pipe, the house, was no longer there because it had been built too close to the dune line. It had been built on a foundation of sand. And even though they had some pilings, it was still sand. It was not a rock. It was not a solid foundation. And what Christ talks about here is exactly right. When we don't build on a solid foundation, we are going to have trouble. It's going to get washed away. A firm foundation is absolutely crucial, whether it's a house, whether it's a Lego building, or whether it's our lives. A firm foundation in our lives consists of putting the words of Jesus into action, to not just have them lay there dormant on the page, but to take them in and to share, to be the hands and feet of Christ. Now, we weren't on the mountainside to hear Christ, but actually it's the living word of God. And so Christ's words really do come alive in us, and it's important to to take them in. It's important for us to share the word. How are we going to share the word? How are we going to make a difference If we don't read the Bible, how are we going to be changed and transformed inside if we don't take the word of God into our hearts to take it in, to live it, to breathe it? And actually, we're not breathing a book. We're breathing a person in Jesus Christ and then to share who he is and whose we are with others. It's so important to to read the word so that we can live the word of Christ. If we don't, if we do not read the word, if we don't study the word, it is like building our foundation on sand. It will sink, we will go down, but the word of Christ stands forever and he is our foundation. Mm-hmm. And so we have this cool building plate, solid foundation for our Legos. And then what's next is we start to build. And, and here's the thing about Legos. They come, there's a lot of variety. Like, we gave you all just a simple, I think it's got eight little posts on it and three tubes on the bottom. They're all, now they come in a lot of other varieties. We didn't do that because it's a whole lot cheaper to buy them like this in bulk. That's why you got that today. But trust me, there's a lot of variety. We did get variety of, uh, how many have blue? Who has blue ones? Who has Yellow. Who has green? Who has orange? Who has black? Now, somebody out there in life says, gosh, you don't have any white ones. I said, we don't have any red ones, too. Is there a reason now? just happened that those are the ones we bought. We're not discriminating against the white and red Legos today. They don't have to write, don't have to write a letter to us. We're not in discrimination mode. We just happened to pick up these other ones. Did I miss any of the colors that were out there? Okay. So we have variety, and even though they come in a lot of other shapes and sizes, we did it this way to keep it kind of less expensive today. But just trust me, they come in a lot of shapes, sizes, and all that in addition to colors. But here's the thing about variety. It's important. It's important to keep things from getting boring. It's important for creativity. But even with just the one in your hand, that little eight-studded thing with the three tubes, if you had six of those, 
six of what you have in your hand, you could arrange those six bricks into over 900 million different positions. Isn't now, that unbelievable? Now, that is pretty unbelievable. Well, I thought so too. And so I started checking it out. <laughs> and when I got to like 125,000, and it had already taken me a lot, I thought, okay, I'm just going to trust them with the number. I, I hope you're good with that. 900 million. I didn't have time to do the 900 million. But 900 million different positions. Isn't that amazing? Just think what you could do with one of those $1.95 sets, you know, where you have a lot of them in there. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, there are 7 billion people on the planet. 7 billion. And that it's true for us as well. There are many shapes and sizes. None of us are alike. That is so cool. 7 billion now, billions before, billions after, and we're all created unique, one of a kind, all with different gifts and talents. Even identical twins are not identical. They are different. God, as if God took the mold, created you, threw that mold away, none of you are the same. No one is like you ever, ever. That is the incredible part of the creator God, the master of the universe, the potter who designed, who shaped, who formed you. Never again to be replicated. Mm. Look around this morning. Nobody did what I just... Look around this morning. <laughs> look at every, Look at that next to you. Nobody has your eyes. Nobody has... Some of you may have cool gray hair like I do, but it's not the same exact color and, or the same straightness. Um, you know, no two of us have the same... Uh, color skin exactly, the same pigmentation, the same eye. I think about my kids. Turner got Carrie's eye color. He got green like his mom. The three girls got got blue from me, but each one of them, their blue eyes is an individual, absolutely gorgeous, of course, but it's a different shade of blue, even though they're all blue. They're all different shades. You know, this the variety is unbelievable, and it's, it's not just in physical things. You know, our personalities, our likes and dislikes, our uh, ups and our down, all those things that make us us. There's so many individual characteristics. And then we throw into it just the spiritual side. I mean, Paul tells us that um, if we are in Christ, we're promised at least one spiritual gift. You know, things like leadership or administration or mercy or helping or uh, or teaching or faith or all the, whatever those spiritual gifts might be. There's a whole list of them. And, and we all get at least one. And even if you're sitting next to one, someone and you have exact same spiritual gift, your, your passion and your other aspects are going to cause you to use that gift in a different way than the person next to us. See, God has wired each of us for a unique ministry, for a unique calling in God's kingdom. And um, um, no matter how much you're alike, you're always going to be unique. I, God called Carrie and I from separate ministries to start this church together. And I know it's hard to believe, but we're wired a little differently. And we have very different gifts and talents and passions and personalities and just ways of doing business. Thank God, because if he'd wired us exactly the same, one of us wouldn't be necessary. Amen? Amen. And so he uses those differences and, 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 and miraculously allows us to use them together. It is miraculous. Absolutely miraculous. It uses them together to, to uh, build the kingdom. And just like with all y'all, same idea. 
And isn't it just incredible how that uniqueness, how those one-of-a-kind aspects of each of us, God uses and uses and builds together for God's kingdom. Wow. Even though Lego bricks come in a variety, a wide variety of shapes and sizes and colors, they always fit together well. They always fit together. There's a book called Toy Box Leadership. It's by Ron Hunter and Michael Waddell. And they talk about this. They said it's because of two basic components, studs on the top and tubes underneath, tubes on the inside. Look at your little, look at your little bricks. So you know studs exactly on the top, tubes on the inside. And so when the, the bricks are pressed together, the tubes grab the studs and hold with this friction-based connection. Once you press it to the person next to you, this will, this will be a good bonding moment here. Or behind you. Or, or behind around somebody you. around you. Yeah. Connect. Don't do them right exactly because you'll never get them apart. Offset them a little bit. Yeah. I've, I've been having trouble right. them apart when I did them exactly on top of each other. There you go. That's a good way to do it. So. All right. The connecting. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is cool. So the connecting of these studs <laughs> and tubes is the secret to the bricks compatibility. Now, Lego makes um, around 3,000 different types of elements, and yet they all fit together. You can buy Lego bricks from anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, and they still fit together. You can take your Lego bricks from 1958, if anybody has them, and fit them with what you buy in 2012. They're meant to interlock. They're meant to fit together. Now, we, God's creation, you, Alan, Carey, we're not made with studs and tubes, obviously. But we are made with some things in common. Even though we all are different shape, size, and colors and everything, we have some commonality between us. And it goes far beyond just physical commonalities. In fact, the, 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 the really cool, I think, commonality of us goes much, much deeper than the physical. And, and we're told about that commonality, that common ground, in Genesis 1, verses 26 through 27. Then God said, say, say it with me, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, one of the greatest challenges, I think, over the years has been to understand what is meant by this concept being, of being created in God's image? And I'm not sure we have an absolute answer on that. But um, the, the, the one thing that we do see is when it says uh, we're creating an image, then it says that we'll reign over. So we have some dominion or some uh, oversight over the creation. And that's in, in one way in which we're kind of created in God's image because God has oversight over God's creation. But... We think that there's another aspect that's not explicitly said, but is part of this whole um, creation, this um, uh, God's image. And that's that God has placed what we would call a divine spark 
in each of us. And this spark is kind of a need, a desire, a yearning for God, even when we're not aware, not cognizant of that need. We might not realize what it is, but we know there's this this hole in our soul. It's a God-shaped hole. Sometimes we don't realize it's God-shaped, but it's a God-shaped hole in our soul, meaning that we have this emptiness deep at the very core of our being that can only be filled by a relationship with God. Until we realize it can only be filled by a relationship with God, though, we have this feeling of emptiness that we try to fill with a lot of other things. Sometimes we try to fill it with, oftentimes we try to fill it with things that aren't really healthy. We try to fill it with money or possessions, or sometimes we try to fill it with activities that aren't especially healthy for us or those around us. Sometimes we try to fill this hole in our soul with substances that aren't good for us. Sometimes we try to fill it with our wonderful accomplishments that build our egos, and, and the list goes on. And the trouble is none of those things really fill this hole because it's a God-shaped hole. And none of those things will fill a God-shaped hole. The, the only thing that will fill a God-shaped hole in our soul is a relationship with Jesus Christ. See, he just has this Lego fits like perfectly. What fits even more perfectly is a relationship with Jesus Christ when it comes to filling that God-shaped hole in our soul. Being created in God's image. It also means that we're in community. You see, God is in community and always has been. We see it right in the beginning of Scripture, right at the beginning in Genesis. Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. You see, from the beginning of time, God, Son, and spirit were together. You know, a lot of times we think, oh, Jesus came, you know, in Luke when he was born. That is not true. In the beginning, it was Father, Son, and Spirit. They had this holy commu- holy trinity, three in one. And so God is in community, and so Should we be in community? We were created to be in community. We were created to not be lone rangers. You know, people say, I don't need anybody. Yes, you do. Oh, I can handle this myself. No, you can't. We need to be together, to walk it out together, to share and care and dare, to hold one another accountable. That's what community is all about. You know, God built this from the very beginning of time. And so as we're created in God's image, we're also created to be in community with one another. Sometimes we don't fit like we should. Sometimes there's this hate or that hate or this problem or that problem. That is not how God designed the world. God's goal is for us to be in shalom, perfect peace with one another. That is our goal and actually... Those who are in Christ will realize that in the perfection of heaven as we see Jesus face to face. Like the tubes and studs and the Legos, it is Jesus Christ who binds us together in community. Hmm. That being said, here on earth over the years, since we are less than perfect... uh, 
Christ followers especially have found all kinds of um, things to disagree about, especially churchy things, especially Jesus things, uh, all things, the kind of things to fight over, things to, to cause division and turmoil from how we share communion to how we do baptism to how we sing songs to how we, you know, you name it. As Christ followers, we've found opportunities to allow it to cause division between us, unfortunately. That being said, though, there is one thing, there is one point, there is one focus, one common ground that we always can come back to, no matter how much we might be divided on these other things. And that common ground always is, was, and will be, and must be Jesus Christ. The fact that each of us is a sinner, each of us is incapable of saving ourselves from our sin, each of us is in need of salvation, and each of us uh, has only Jesus to be the source of that salvation. Amen? Amen. No matter how other divided we are, we all always come back to that one point, that need of a Savior, and the knowledge, both head and heart, that Jesus the Christ is that salvation. If you and I were Lego bricks, (laughs) it's not tubes and uh, studs that hold us together, but it's Jesus Christ. And, um, and when that happens, when we allow Christ to draw us together, some incredible kingdom building takes place. You know, in that book, Toy Box uh, Leadership, that Kerry mentioned earlier, they gave some examples of some incredible Lego structures that have, like, full-size, like, cars and stuff. That, And if you've ever been to one of these Lego places, we've been to one in, in, Disney. in Disney. It's like, oh, my goodness, how'd they build that with Legos? The one that caught my attention in this book was there's a 4,626-foot structure. 5,200 feet is a mile. This is is almost a mile of Legos. This is 3 million Lego components. Can you imagine something built with 3 million Legos? I can't imagine counting them. (laughs) You know, you're at about 250,000 and you miscount. You got to start over. Um, Three million Legos. Just imagine a 4,600 foot structure. That is just mind boggling. And yet, that's absolutely nothing compared to the kingdom building that takes place in God's hands when we allow Jesus Christ to draw us together into the body of Christ into God's kingdom. Amen? Amen. That's some serious, serious building. When we allow that to happen, when we open up to God, when we open up to what Jesus calls us to, and Jesus, and we allow Jesus to be our Savior and our Lord and in charge of our lives. That's the good news. That's what we're called to live. Let's pray. Holy God, Thanks for the lesson from the toy box, the Lego lesson. Lesson about a good foundation, lesson about building. 
I pray that we can just be open to you, that, that we don't look at our differences, but we look at what binds us together, and that's Jesus the Christ. I pray that we can uh, celebrate those differences, the differences, the variety, the differences in the shape, size, color, and that you can use those differences to build just your glorious kingdom and use us as the pieces. We ask these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, and in the power of your Holy Spirit, all God's children said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.